there. Welcome to another life-transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwit Achero. Begin by talking about fire. Somebody say fire. Lay your hands on your neighbor's shoulder and tell them you need the fire of God. I like what Alex has done. He has even laid his hands on, on the wife's head, not even shoulder, to release fire. Yeah, touch your neighbor one more time and tell them you need the fire of God. Now, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this moment. Speak to us today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Now, we all have heard these statements that the the pastor was on fire, or the church was on fire, or the sermon was fiery, or the service was lit, and some of us, we have used those statements, isn't it? And sometimes we don't really understand, you know, the full essence of the phrase, the church was on fire, the sermon was on fire. Or the service was on fire. In fact, when you use such jargons on unbelievers, they will, they will think we need to call a fire brigade, isn't it? Because if you say the church was on fire, and your church meets in a canvas, or a tent like this, somebody might not really understand you know, what you're talking about. But I'm going to talk about a different kind of fire. Amen? which I believe that we need if we are going to do the work of the ministry. The church needs fire. And believers need fire. Look at your neighbor and tell them you need some fire. Now, this fire must be lit in our hearts before we spread it to our community. And just to build up on what I want to share, when you look at the natural, fire is defined as combustion in which substances combine chemically with oxygen to give out light, heat, or even smoke. When, when you see smoke rising in the horizon, one thing that comes into your mind is there is fire in that particular place. Isn't it true? When you are passing by a place and you feel some heat, you know, you, you, you start thinking of fire. When you touch, for example, an electrical appliance and you feel some warmth, if it is very hot, you will get scared. You will think this thing can, you know, can catch fire. Isn't it? You know, one time, Pastor... Ngure was giving us a story. It was a very funny story. And anyway, I'll not give you that story. It's like you don't want to hear my stories. Look, tell your neighbor, all our pastor's stories are true. <laughs> yeah, all my stories are true. It's not fiction. Yeah. So it's like you don't want to hear. Eh? How many want to hear my stories? My stories are powerful. <laughs> Even the giver of the story wants to hear the story. So he told us one day when they were young, 
the father gave them a very stern warning not to watch the TV. <laughs> but when the old man left, they thought they are very wise. So they watched the TV. So the father came and asked them in the evening, did you watch the TV? They said, no. But the father was clever. He just went to touch the TV from behind. Because when the TV is on, what will happen? There will be heat. So I will not tell you what happened to the children. <laughs> after this service, you can talk to him and ask him, so what happened after that? Because when the father felt some heat, ah, he knew these guys are lying. So where you see heat, there is fire. You understand? Where you see light, there is fire. Alright? Where you see smoke, there is what? There is fire. So figuratively, fire represents passion. When we are talking about fire, figuratively, we are talking about passion. We are talking about intensity, a strong desire, excitement, enthusiasm for something or for someone. When you feel fire towards someone or something, this is what is going on inside of you. There is passion. There is intensity. There is a strong desire towards that person or towards that thing. There is excitement. There is enthusiasm towards that particular person. That's why when you really like someone, you feel some fire in you. How many of you have ever fallen in love with someone? Even if the relationship didn't go far. Look at hypocrites in the house of the Lord. Or I should use another word. How many have ever had a crush on someone? You had a crush on someone and you ended up crushing. <laughs> there was some fire, isn't it? Some intensity. Some strong desire. You are very passionate about that. I like that. Goosebumps. Yeah, you feel like you have some malaria, some, some fever. You know, your temperatures are rising. You start sweating. The heartbeat has increased. Your hair stands on end. Your neighbor is on fire. <laughs> hey, we should ask him which fire. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some intense desire that you feel, isn't it? And, and, and you see, we need to have the same towards God and towards his work. Are we together, somebody? Now, let's look at these words closely. Passion. What is passion? Passion is a strong liking or devotion to some activity, object, or concept. It's a very strong liking or devotion to some activity, to some object. It can be an object. You're passionate about that object, isn't it? The way some men are passionate about their cars. Yeah? How they wash their cars. You see passion. Mm? Some even perfume their cars. 
You know, we used to live with a neighbor who, <laughs> this neighbor was so passionate about cars and because he didn't have money to buy a new car. So he went and brought a scrape, packed it there and started working on it every day. Every day he was putting something, putting something, putting something. Until one day, I had something when I was in the house. When I came out, the engine was working. Then another day, I saw it move. Passion. Then one day, let me give you a story. It's like you don't want my stories today. One day, I don't know I was going where. I don't know, going to preach. Yeah, I was going somewhere to preach. You know, and then I got, I got, I think by the time I was trying to come back home, it was very, very late. So I couldn't get matatu. You know, those days I didn't have a car. Some of you thought I was born with a car. I was not born with a car. I used to use matatus to go for missions. So coming back, you get to a place, the driver and the conductor, they tell you, this is the end. And you have not arrived at your destination. <laughs> especially, especially Kino. So I started wondering, how am I going to get home? I don't know if we had phones those days. I don't know how we communicated. Yes, I went, I went to the, you know, the booth, the phone booth. Those days, the phone booths were working. So I went there and I called. I didn't know if I called you. Or who did I call? I called someone who came and informed my wife that I am stuck at a place called Chwele. Chwele is between Bungoma and Kimilili. And the buses that were going there were buses that were, the, the matatus were Chwele, Kimilili, Kitale. It was like a song. Chwele, Kimilili, Kitale. Chwele, Kimilili, Kitale. Chwele. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> so I got stuck there. So I relayed the information to my wife. So the only person who could have helped us is that neighbor with that car. So I told them where I am and I waited. And I waited. And I waited. And it was raining. And I apparently they came and then at some point the car went off. At night. So this, is, this man was with his wife and Pastor Mary. So one man, two women. So he gets into the car. He tells the women to push. <laughs> and it is raining. And it is at night. In the middle of the nowhere. And my wife is trying to save the husband. At some point I decided now let me look for somewhere to go and sleep. You know. So... I'll not finish the story. Let's go back to. So the guy was passionate. Very passionate. Until he revived the car. Yeah. It was a script. He revived it. And by the way, let me tell you. The end of the story is he saved me. Yeah. Finally, we arrived. But let me tell you, it was not easy. What time did we arrive home? <laughs> Almost the following day. But we arrived. The good thing is we did what? My wife was so tired. She had pushed the car. And you know it was the old model. The old model is a heavy car. It was Pidgeot 4 or 5 or 5 or 4. Station wagon. 
But we, you see, the man was so passionate about driving a car until he had one. Yeah, until he had one. So that's what passion is, a strong liking, you know, or devotion to some activity, object, or concept. Another word here is intensity. Somebody say intensity. Intensity, intensity is an extreme degree of strength, force, energy, or feeling. It is an extreme degree of strength, force, energy, or feeling. It's an extreme degree of energy. There is energy. Hey. Yeah. When it comes to the things of God, you have energy. You're not lethargic. You're not tired. You don't feel like you're being inconvenienced. You have energy. Another word is desire. And desire simply means something longed or hoped for. It is something that you desire. It's something that you long for. It's something that you are craving for. You see, when you are thirsty, you desire water. When you are thirsty for God, you will desire him. When you are thirsty for the things of God, you will come for fire conference. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of people are not thirsty for God. A lot of people are not hungry for God. That's why you see, even when we have a conference, you have to push people to register to come for the conference. Because they don't really have that strong desire for God. You have to push them. You have to encourage them. You have to threaten them at some point with some scriptures. Telling them that disobedience is like the sin of witchcraft. <laughs> yeah? It's because people don't really desire God. And, and, and you see, the reason why I'm even changing our conferences is because I want you to have the desire for God. I want you to be hungry for God that you can take leave to come and study things that have to do with God, not money. Look, if I had a financial, financial liberty and independence conference. A lot of people could have been here today. You understand what I'm saying? And because we have been chasing the wrong things, that's why we are not finding them. You see, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom. Be thirsty for the kingdom. Desire the kingdom. And then all these other things. What are these other things? Money. Houses, a beautiful wife, a handsome husband, houses, lands, they shall be done what? But as we've been chasing those things, no wonder you don't have them. Look at your neighbor and tell them, that's why you don't have them. Because you, you, your pursuit is warped. Your desire is warped. Your focus is warped. So you can't have them. And I'm telling you, unless you change your pursuits, you will still be a frustrated believer. Because when you come to God, his rules are different. Are we together, somebody? The principles of God towards his children are very, very different. Seek ye first the kingdom. Be thirsty for God. Desire God. Pursue God. Love being where God is being preached or declared. 
serve him, then all these other things shall be added to you. Look, do you think God is broke? Hmm? Do you think God needs a fundraising to give you a million dollars? It doesn't. Yeah. The reason why you don't have a million dollars is because God is not even sure what you will use it for. Ask your neighbor, if they gave you a million dollars right now, what will you use it for? A million dollars. Do you know how much a million dollars is in Kenyan shillings? It's 138 or 40 million Kenyan shillings. What will you do with 140 million Kenyan shillings? Some of you will be admitted. <laughs> because the things you will do in one hour will cause you to be admitted. <laughs> Some of you will end up even in the, uh, in the emergency room because of what you will eat. So for God to save you, he says, no, let me wait until this child of man matures, pursues me. You understand what I'm saying? Because God does not have a problem blessing us. The problem he has with us is our hearts are not right. So when you talk about fire, we are talking about being thirsty. Yes, you're thirsty for God. You desire God. You want to be with God. Hallelujah. Yes, you want to be in church. That's why even, I mean, coming to church should not be a drudgery for you. Because you are thirsty for, you want to go and hear from God. Hey, today I'm going to share with you very deep things. I hope, I hope you're ready for me today. Ask your neighbor, are you hungry for God? Do you desire God? You know, I love chocolate. How many love chocolate? We are the chocolate lovers. Look, you either like chocolate or you don't like it. Stop telling us white, brown, whatever. You either like it or you don't like it. Yeah, you can't say white, whatever. What do you mean? Without cashew nuts, with cashew nuts. Yeah? So me, I love chocolate. Yeah, they brought some chocolates for Pastor Mary. And because she's not a fan of chocolates, she placed them somewhere strategically in our bedroom. So when I wake up in the morning, I pick one. When I... Are they finished? Please, you need to replenish. Because when I wake up in the morning... Every morning I've been throwing a chocolate in my mouth and I feel very good. Yeah. <laughs> so the other day I told her, hey, these chocolates are very nice. And she told me, I, me, I don't know, there's something about them I don't like. I said, hey, me, I'm really enjoying them. Because I was trying to pass a message that they are running out. <laughs> Yeah, so she needs to, yeah, to replenish them. She has even warned me, it's only one that is remaining. Yeah, all right? 
So you can have a desire for something. Very strong desire for something. But also you can have a desire for God. Amen. I pray that you'll have a desire, strong desire for God. Shout a louder amen. amen. We, we are still talking about fire. Fire is excitement. The word excitement is a feeling of great enthusiasm and eagerness. It's a feeling of great enthusiasm and eagerness. Wow. You are excited about God. Sometimes I always wish the excitement I see when I'm watching soccer in these huge stadiums. And you see all these fans. Nobody, they don't even have a worship leader. They don't even have PA. But they are singing. Hey. And they sing for 90 minutes. Non-stop. When there is extra time, they are still singing. Penalties. They are still singing. Sudden death. They are still singing. Arsenal fans are singing. Are they still singing? Things are not... I pray for Arsenal next season. May they win the league. Arsenal fans are not even saying amen. You don't even have faith for your team. Are you seeing the passion in the stadiums? The excitement? Some even remove their shirts. And it's very cold. Yeah, they have even written the, the names of their players on their chest. And they are excited. Sometimes I always, I always pray that that excitement can come. You know, to the church. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, there are people who have come to this church and they, are, they have a problem with our loudness. And they say, we are too loud. I mean, what kind of a church is this? People are noisy. Like the way your neighbor is seated, cool, calm, and collected. It's just looking at me, wondering what, what, what is he saying? If you have a neighbor like that, lift your hands so we can wash that neighbor and wake up that neighbor right now. Which one? Have you identified any culprit? Which area? Which area? Which one in particular? Where? Here, 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 or where? You're saying this area and all of you are standing. You're confusing me. Sit down. And the same people who behave cool, calm and collected. Remove them from church and put them in another environment. You'll be surprised. You will see fire. I'm telling you. Take them to Mugivi night. Or Rumba night. Or which other night? Kamba night. Hey. You will wonder, this guy, does he even have a waist? How many believe I'm saying the truth? How many know I'm saying the truth? 
Church should be full of excitement. Church should be full of life. Church should be full of fire. together somebody yeah we're in a fire conference yeah i want to ignite a fire in our churches a church is not a cemetery where people go to sleep and the pastor who is preaching is like an undertaker he is one step from burying them that's not the church i want to be part of I want a church that is full of life. Look, if you are given an option to be in a mortuary and a maternity ward, where do you prefer to go? Eh? Me, I've been to the mortuary. I've been to the maternity ward. Let me tell you, I prefer being in the maternity ward. Yes. I've been there twice when my wife was almost delivering. I saw the noise, the energy, the passion, the singing, the dancing, the walking on force, the crawling. I, I prefer that one than the mortuary. Oh, the mortuary is sad, quiet and cold and smelly sometimes. So tell your neighbor, you, don't turn this church into a mortuary. Slap your neighbor and tell them, wake up. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Somebody shout excitement. Shout it, ex excitement. Can I hear some excitement in the house? And, and you should know that people love where there is life. Yes. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And excitement is not a function of age. Yes. Well, some people say, you know, you know, my ears that is not to love me. Should we mention names? Should we mention names right now? Especially these ones who are seated. Very comfortable like VIPs. What are you telling us? Eh, they came like a governor. Or senators. Tell your neighbor, excitement is not a function of age. It's the fire. It's the fire. Are we together? Yes. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Uh -huh. For me, can I give you my resolutions? For me, I have refused to age prematurely. Some of you are li really looking forward to your sunset years. You want to age. You want to grow old. Look, for me, I have refused. Yes, I am fighting old age with everything. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've been telling Pastor Mary to order for me a spray. So that when I'm in the youth service, I spray my color and change. Change my color a little. Like, like, come here, come here. Yeah. Spray. I, I look like him a little bit. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Don't you see he looks very cool? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I want the passion. The energy. The excitement. Yeah. Of the young people. This side, I don't know what is going on. Yeah. The excitement, the passion. Yeah. Who is resisting my message here? <laughs> the neighbors who are not talking, we are marking them. Isn't it? Yeah. Sit down, sit down, sit down. We have to continue. Tell your neighbor, refuse to grow old. Huh? Look, some of the elders I see in heaven, they are more active than the elders I see on earth. They are singing day and night, crying day and night. But you, you come to church, you are dignified, you are gloomy. You, you, you look like you look like even higher than God. It's like you have come so we may worship you. Tell you never refuse to age prematurely. Oh yes. Refuse. You know when I broke my leg I remember when I went to see an orthopedic surgeon. He asked me what happened. So I explained to him. Because I was alone with him in the room. He explained to him what I was trying to do. He said hey. He was very shocked. He told me, why did you risk that much? I told him, you know, my children put pressure on me. It's my children who put pressure on me. We go to ice skate. So we went for ice skating. So before we started ice skating, I told my wife, let's go. Let's do it. My wife told me, please. I'm not ready. Maybe another day, but not today. So my children put pressure. They dad, come, come. And I was there. They were telling me, look, the weight is easy, whatever. So I, I ordered for the boots. <laughs> I think it didn't take me five minutes. I was on the floor. <laughs> Long story short, I ended up in a cast. But the other day I was saying, I want to go back. Yes, and conquer it. Why not? Now I have experience. When I go down, I'll just roll. <laughs> but refuse to age. You know, refuse to age prematurely. Refuse. Yeah, growing old. Let me tell you, it's, it's not a very good thing. So when I was talking to that orthopedic surgeon when we were alone, so he told me, who did you come with? I said, I, I, have, I have somebody that I came with. He said, okay, bring that person in. So that person was my daughter. 
my daughter who put pressure on me to go and took me to hospital. So he said, hey, wow. He looked at me and said, hey, your wife is very young. I said, no, 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 this is not my wife. This is my daughter. He said, hey, but you're also very young. You can't have such a, oh, is this your daughter? Are you, are you? I said, yes, this is my daughter. He said, oh, okay, okay. So your wife is at home? I said, yes. So he gave me instructions to go and take to my wife. But I was so glad, you know, that he couldn't believe the way I was looking. I have such a big daughter. I have refused to age prematurely. Yeah. If you want to age, continue. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, if you want to age, continue. <laughs> Prematurely, continue. <laughs> Somebody say excitement. Yes. Where there is life, people will gravitate to, to that place. Yeah. But where there is dullness, you know, people are, it's like they, are, they came for war. They came to fight. Fight with the pastor, fight with the message. No wonder they say, they don't say amen. They don't shout. Touch your neighbor. They don't touch their neighbor. Look at your neighbor. They don't look at their neighbor. So dignified. Touch your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, bring some excitement around here. So all these definitions signify zeal. Look at these people. They are telling me I have seven minutes. I have not even started. The devil is a liar. All these definitions signify the zeal or great energy in pursuit of a cause or an objective. So that means, ladies and gentlemen, we must have unquenchable fire, a strong affection, deep devotion. And excitement towards God and his work. So don't be a phlegmatic Christian. A dull, boring Christian. Some of you, the way you are, even somebody does not desire to get saved. You are so dull. You are phlegmatic. You are boring even your face itself, it does not look like Jesus. Look at your neighbor. Do you see Jesus on their faces? Do you see the joy of the Lord on their faces? There are Christians, when you look at them, you feel like pleading the blood of Jesus. You feel like going into spiritual warfare. Because they don't reflect Jesus. They don't reflect God. So don't be a phlegmatic Christian. Be excited about God. Be psyched up about God. 
Be full of Jesus' joy in your heart. Because we need to have the fire of God inside of us. Amen. Amen. Luke, sorry, Levit Leviticus chapter 6. Leviticus chapter 6. Let's read a scripture lest you say, hey, everything he said was good except. <laughs> Leviticus chapter 6 and verse 8. Leviticus. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, maybe you can give me from King James first and then we can go to New King James. And the Lord spake unto Moses saying, verse 9, command Aaron and his son saying, this is the law of the burnt offering. It is the burnt offering because of the burning upon the altar all night and all night unto the morning and the fire of the altar shall be burning in it. Verse 10. And the priest shall put on his linen garment and his linen breeches shall he put upon his flesh and take up the ashes which the fire has consumed with the burnt offering on the altar and he shall put them beside the altar. And he shall put off his garments and put on another garment and put on other garments and carry forth the ashes without the camp unto a clean place. Verse 12. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. Somebody shout every morning. And lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. Verse 13. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar, it shall never go out. Alright, let's go back now to New King James because King James can be a little bit difficult for these baby boomers. From verse 8. These are the instructions that are given to Moses by the Lord. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Command Tell your neighbor it's a command. You see, for the fire to burn, we must appreciate God's command. It's a command. It's not, it's not a suggestion. It's a command. For you to be passionate is a command. For you to be excited about God is a command. For you to be full of enthusiasm towards the things of God, it is a command. Tell your neighbor it is a command. Command Aaron and his son saying, this is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering shall be on the half upon the altar all night until morning, and the fire of the altar shall, kept, shall be kept burning on it. They were to make sure that the fire does not go out. Verse 10. And the priest shall put on his linen garment, mm -hmm, and his linen trousers he shall put on his body, and take up the ashes of the burnt offering which the fire has consumed on the altar. He has to make sure that the fire is burning. That is his responsibility. And he shall put them beside the altar. So when there were ashes, because when you burn wood, there will be ashes. When you burn something, there will be ashes. 
and he was told, make sure that you remove the ashes. Then he shall take off his garments, put on other garments, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a killing place. Verse 12. And the fire, somebody shout fire. And the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. And lay the burnt offering in order on it. And he shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. A fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. The responsibility of keeping the fire burning was not God's responsibility. It was the responsibility of the priests. It was the responsibility of the people who were working in the temple. And God told them, this fire that I've lit, it should never be put out. So they were working. I mean, this was not a joke. This was serious. I mean, they had to work, they had, they had to work rather 24 7 to ensure that the fire doesn't work, doesn't go off or doesn't go out. Now, when the ashes accumulated, I don't know if you have lit a jiko before. When you lit a jiko, what happens after sometimes ashes accumulate and they begin to choke, you know, the coals. So when you take that jiko and just shake it a little bit, the ashes go down there, isn't it? Then when you remove the ashes, what happens? The coals are able to burn bright again. So it was the responsibility of these people to keep the fire burning. But what has happened in the church today, believers want the pastors to light them all the time. Yeah? That's why people move from one church to another. Move from one ministry to another. What they are looking for is somebody who can just keep on lighting them up every now and then. But let me tell you, it is your responsibility to stay on fire. Are we together, somebody? It is your responsibility to deal with the ashes that are choking the fire of God inside of you. It is your responsibility. It is not the responsibility of God. It is your responsibility. Anything that chokes the fire of God, anything that extinguishes your passion and enthusiasm for God, it is your responsibility to deal with it. And changing churches will not solve it. Because when you move churches, you are moving with the ashes. You are not leaving the ashes behind. You are moving with the ashes. So even where you are going, it's just a matter of time. You will still have challenges and problems. That's why people are always looking for the most anointed, mightiest. <laughs> Kenya one. Because they are, they, are, they are abdicating their responsibility. And their responsibility is to light the fire. You have to psych yourself. You have to be, you know, you have to have is the one I'm looking for. You, you, you need internal motivation. We thank God for external stimuli, but you need internal motivation. You are self-driven. The passion that you have for God proceeds from your heart. 
You can encourage yourself. You can psych up yourself. You can challenge yourself to move higher when it comes to serving God. You get what I'm saying? So what we are doing in this conference is to add on the fire that you already have. But if you don't have fire, there is nothing we can work with. There's nothing we can work with. You see, the reason why a remote can operate the TV is because there is something in the remote that agrees with something in the TV to make it work. So the pastor can have fire, but if the congregation doesn't have fire, there will be a problem. You also need to have some fire. Tell your neighbor, bring your own fire when you come to church. You should come with something. You can't come here like a freezer. You don't pray. You don't fast. You don't listen to messages. You have not prepared yourself spiritually to come. So you come and you give the worship team the hardest job of their lives to revive you. That's why they try to involve you dance. Even dancing is a problem. Because you don't have, you are a freezer. Have you ever seen a freezer? Deep freezer. Yeah? They do one song, you're not moving. Two songs, you're not moving. Three songs, you're not moving. Four songs, five songs. Worship is over. You are still there. Like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. Slap your neighbor and tell them, bring your own fire as well. Why should you be told, say amen? When you think what has been said is not profound, you have to be told, say amen. Say hallelujah. Uh, give God praise. Give. I mean, you should not be told those things. If you have your own fire, whatever fire is coming from the altar will correspond with the fire inside of you. And you don't need anybody to push you and tell you to do something. Ask your neighbor for me, do you have some fire this morning? Are we together? In fact, let me tell you, when you come with, your, with, with some fire, you don't even need two songs to get into the worship. The first song, you're already here. The second song, you are already in front of God. The third song, you are laying prostrate. But the church is full of deep freezers. People have come to church with ashes. Ashes. Burdens. Issues. They are mad. They are angry. They are moody. The ladies have come with moods. Offenses. Bitterness. Anger. Malice. Can't laugh. Everybody else is laughing in the church. In their heart, they are saying, was that funny? 
It was not powerful. It was not. Was that really funny? Look, even if it's not funny, if people are laughing, you should also laugh. What is wrong with you? What do you mean I'm not funny? I am very funny. Ask your neighbor, what is wrong with you? What do you mean I'm not funny? Everybody laugh. <laughs> I refuse to be a deep freezer. I say I refuse to be a deep freezer. My goodness. Sometimes even when you stand here and you look at some people. Even if you wanted to say something profound, it evaporates. The way somebody is looking at you. They came for what I'm telling you. That's why sometimes my pastors here, even they get confused. They came to do announcements. They have the thing here. Then they look at some of you. Oh, everything evaporates. They even forget to tell us, sit down. Yeah. Announcements when we are standing. Yeah. Huh? The they say, praise the God. <laughs> Someone say, yeah. People come with ashes, I'm telling you. Reverend Cliff. You stand to preach. You look at the people and say, hey. Hey. And some of them are seated in front. Deep freezers. No fire. No excitement. No passion. No enthusiasm. It's like even the way they are looking at you, it's like you've come to waste their time. Yeah. Finish quickly and go. We pay you with an offering. What happened to us? That even the reading of scripture does not excite us. Just reading the Bible does not excite. Nobody says anything. In fact, when you read the scripture, they are reading as they say, okay, let's see what he will say. He has gone to Leviticus. He has gone to Leviticus. Old Testament. Let's see what he's going to say. How will this connect with the... Hey, will he really make it? Will, will, oh, at a toboa. Let's listen to him and see. No fire. No enthusiasm. No expectation. No desire. You're just there. Deep freezer. Then remove him to church as soon as he leaves church. I mean, you meet that person, you get shocked. You say, hey, Is this the same guy?
Tell your neighbor, remove the ashes. Tell them again, remove the ashes. Some people say, you know me, I'm an introvert. Tell your neighbor, it's a lie, it's a lie. This is your jinga, Bwana. Tell your neighbor, wango, 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 wango. There will be fire in the house. There will be passion in the house. There will be enthusiasm in the church. There will be excitement in the church. Can I feel some excitement in this house? Yes. Look, it was their work. They were even changing their garments to remove ash. Yeah? Yeah. Even the way you dress when you're coming to church, you can dress like a deep freezer or you can dress like a fiery believer. Because some people come with a blanket, they have come to sleep. They have come to sleep. They are coming so that you can lull them to sleep. For me, I'm not pastoring deep freezers. I am not preaching to deep freezers. I'm preaching to fiery, passionate, enthusiastic, zealous believers. Are they in the house? Sit down, sit down. We, we are just talking. Receive the fire. I say receive the fire. Receive passion for God. Receive enthusiasm for the ministry. Shout I receive it. Is there some fire this side? Yeah. Or we have some deep freezers around here? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Should we give her the last warning? Last warning. Last warning. There's fire. Yeah. She's seated while everybody else is standing. Should we give her the last warning? Last warning. Your last warning. Yeah, last one. Is there a fire here? Yes. Brian, is there a fire here? Yes. Show us some excitement, Brian. Ah, uh -uh, it's not enough. Show us some excitement. Ah, uh, is this excitement? Last chance, last chance. Show us some excitement. No, 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 have mercy. Let, let's give him a last chance. Show us some excitement. At your back is a. How can a young man complain that his back is yaking? Hey, 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 h
You people. How can a single person complain that his back is aching? Wango yo, wango. Anyway, have mercy on him. Maybe something happened. <laughs> I love the law. I'm passionate about the law. Sit down. Until my back is aching. Please don't insult married people here. Hey. <laughs> so tell your neighbor, deal with the ashes. The ashes will be there. Offenses. Lucy, what's up? Fire. Fire. <laughs> huh? Anger, bitterness, all this. Remove them. Yeah. A heavy heart. Remove these things. Yes. Deal with them. I wish I had time to talk about ashes. Hmm? But it's like, I've even finished the minutes they gave me, I've finished them. Now it is red. It was green, now it's red. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, remove ashes, ashes from your heart. People have a lot of ashes. And you see, the scapegoat is always the pastor. Yes, that is the scapegoat. He's always the pastor. Yeah. And then the pastor's wife, isn't it? That's the scapegoat. Yeah. But if you look deeply into the issues, you will see ashes. Because a pastor is doing his job. Look at what I'm doing right now. I'm doing my job. I'm preaching to you. I'm teaching you. In fact, you are seated, I'm standing. You stand occasionally, but most of the time you are seated. Yeah, I'm preaching, I'm teaching you, I'm teaching the word of God, whatever. So what you do with what I have said is up to you. So remove ashes. Tell me, but remove ashes. They change their garments. Carry the ashes out. Because the fire was not supposed to go out. It is your responsibility to keep the fire burning. Amen. Now they have written, time is up. <laughs> Point number one, reasons why we must maintain the fire. I'll just give you, I had <clears throat> let me just give you one. Then we can continue. Reasons why you must maintain the fire. Number one, 
Sustained fire fuels dedication. Sustained fire fuels dedication. You see, one, one person that is dedicated is this person who is zealous over something. It is the zeal, it is the passion, it is the fire inside of that person that makes that person dedicated towards a cause. When you see commitment and dedication in the life of a believer, I bet my bottom dollar there is fire in the heart of that believer. When you start, you see, as a pastor, when you start seeing people going down, look, it's the fire. Ashes have started accumulating in their lives. That's why people have a lot of excuses. When you listen to the excuses, you don't even understand what they are saying. Ashes. What you hear is ashes. They have lost the fire. They used to sing. They used to serve. They used to attend meetings. Now they are giving. They are explaining to you as a pastor why they cannot come. So in, your, in the years of a pastor, this is how it, it sounds. Deep freezer. I cannot sing because, you know, you know, you know, nowadays, you know, you know, you know, nowadays, you know, I am, I am a consultant, you know, nowadays, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, the traffic, you know, nowadays, you know, you know, I bought another car. So, but when it gets to our ears, we cannot understand it. It's ashes. Who told you that you should serve God at your convenience? Who told you that people who are serving God have nothing else to do? In fact, God does not want you to serve him because you have nothing else to do. Because it will never move his heart. God wants you to serve him out of sacrifice. It is sacrifice that moves the heart of God. It is sacrifice. So this... Tell your neighbor nonsense. It's foolishness. You know, Pastor, I really want to come for the Tuesday prayer meeting. You're even speaking in British English. I, I, I really want to come for, 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 for the Tuesday prayer meeting, but I've I, I just realized, man, you know, by the time I get, by the time I get, by the time I hit Mombasa Road, I'm telling you, and then I take that, man, that road, man, that, that, that road to the church, man. I mean, we need to talk to the governor. The governor needs to fix the, oh, blah, 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 Deep freezer. You know, sometimes I'm tired. Pastor, have you ever been tired? Do you understand what tiredness is, Pastor? Hmm. Fire is something else. Look, I'm teaching pastors. I have a pastoring class. And that class has so much fire that the students there are mothers. They come with children at 6 a.m. Small babies. Put them in a corner somewhere. 
and listen to me while I'm teaching. 6 a.m. And some of you, you only have a back problem. And you're single. And here are your excuses. Deep freezer. Six a.m. I have mothers of toddlers, and she comes to church with a motorbike. She she doesn't even have a car. Sometimes it rains. In fact, there's a day I wanted to cancel the class. They told me no. Six a.m. Sunday, and they will stay there. In fact, they they get there before I get there. And then you with your nice car. Deep freezer. God gave you a car to make it easy for you to serve him. Now your car has become your God. Look, tell your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, you've lost the fire. Because you're saying, oh, oh, it's fine. But sometimes, I said, okay, you didn't come. Let me go online and see if you're watching. Even online, you are not there. Deep freezer, ashes. Serve God. Join a department. You know, you know, you know, you know. Why can't you come for the conference? You know, today is Madraka. There is a function at Isnayo. And I got an invitation to go to, to, to status. I'm going to listen to the speech. Deep freezer. You lost the fire. It is one step to backsliding. That's why there's no dedication. Look, we don't serve God because we are idle. 
tell your neighbor, stop insulting me that my service to God is because I'm idle. I have nothing else to do. Stop insulting me. It's an insult. Where there is no sustained fire, there is no dedication. That's why you see people fizzle out. Fizzle out. Fizzle out. Fizzle out. They are not there. That's why you have to sustain the fire. Yeah, if you sustain the fire, the dedication will be there. Come rain, come shine. The dedication is there. Nehemiah chapter 4. It's the a, it's a, it's a last scripture, then we go for break. I will, I, will, I will continue when you still have fire. Hmm? Nehemiah. Or Nehemiah. But it so happened when Sanballat heard that we were building the wall that he was furious and very indignant and mocked the Jews. We were building and people were laughing at us. The way we are building. And some people think we'll never finish. Shock on them. Mm. Tell your neighbor we shall finish it. Because the fire is too much. Uh-huh. Next verse. And he spoke before his brethren, the army of Samaria, and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heaps of rubbish? Stones that are burned. Verse 3. Now Tobiah and the Ammonite was beside himself, and he said, whatever they build... If even a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. People can really mock you. Hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their own heads and give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity and do not let their sin be blotted out from before you. For they have provoked you to anger before the builders. Verse 6. So, <laughs> you see, there was oppos opposition, but the Bible says, so we built. <laughs> you, you, you cannot have that statement in you if there's no fire inside of you. The fire to build was so strong in the hearts of these people. That it didn't matter the mockings, it didn't matter the despisings, it didn't matter the resistance and opposition from Tobias, Sanballat, and his cronies. The Bible says, so we build. And the entire wall was joined together up to half its height for the people. Had a mind? Yes. When you have the mind to do something, it simply means you have fire for it. Have you ever seen a girl that you really want? And you approach her and she says no. And you really want her. Your mind is made up. The more she says no, the more she lights the fire. <laughs> the more she says no. Lucy, why are you quiet? It's true. 
Why are you not supporting me? You think what I'm saying is not true? Huh? Is it true? Yes, yes, it is true. <laughs> it's true. I can see Harry is really looking for an opportunity to wash you. They had the mind. They had the mind. They had the fire to build. I'm telling you. Look, when we have the fire to do something, no matter the opposition, we shall be unstoppable. We shall be so dedicated to that thing. And that thing is going to be accomplished. That's why I'm preaching to you about having this fire. Because opposition will come. Yeah. As we progress, I will share with you some of the things that will come and try and interfere with what you're supposed to do. They will come. Sanballat was there. I mean, look at the way they were talking. Even the foxes can come and stand on this wall, but this wall will collapse, mocking them and laughing at them. But because they had the mind, the fire, they were dedicated to the project until the project was finished. Hallelujah. So may you sustain the fire inside your heart for God's work so that it can boost your dedication to ensure that what God has commissioned you to do you'll be able to complete it. Can I hear an amen? amen? You need this fire. Otherwise, your department as a leader, it will die. It will die. Oh, yes. Your CMG will fizzle out if you don't have this fire. Yeah, because some people are joining and some people are leaving. You get what I'm saying? You must have this fire. It must keep you going. Because that is what will your dedication, your commitment towards something. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah, there's so much fire within me. I'm telling you. So much fire within me. There are people who don't understand the fire I carry. So they think when they leave me, the fire will die. It will, not, it will never die. Because I got the fire before I met you. I, I, I got it. I have it before I met you. Yeah. In fact, you, you, you came because you were attracted to that fire. And you can never go with it. Are we together? So as a leader, OCMG lead, leaders, are you here? Shepherds, are you here? You need to have the fire. It is the fire that will give you the mind to work. No matter what happens, everybody can leave. You will build it again. Oh yes, you build it again. You will start it again. You will go do an akazo and bring people in that CMG and it will, it will grow again. Oh yes. Look, they can, they can say the fox. The fox can crumble the wall. But we are still building. They can call us feeble Jews. But we are still building. Because the fire is inside of us. It is the fire that keeps you going. Hallelujah. Amen. Even as a leader of a department, it is the fire that will keep you going. Yes. Pastors who are here, it's the fire that will keep you going. Yes. Oh yes. yes. Don't let members try to show you that you are not anointed. Yes. You are. This is the thing. Me, I love God so much. God is amazing. That sometimes when somebody leaves, God replaces that person with a hundred people. Yeah. 
That's how God works. So, Pastor Ransom, keep the fire. Yes. Reverend CEO, keep the fire. Oh, yes, keep the fire. You know, one time I was listening to Bishop T.D. Jakes. He was saying, look, as a leader, just drive the bus. Come a bus ikona ngata. Ask your neighbor, do you know what ngata is? It's like your neighbor doesn't know what ngata is. Explain to your neighbor what ngata is. As long as there is ngata, oh, keep on driving. Keep on going. Keep on leading. Keep on preaching. Keep on prophesying. Keep on building the wall. Build it, build it, build it, build it, build it, build it. Keep going. Hallelujah. It is the fire of God that will keep you going. Please stand to your feet. Now they have even stopped writing. They have left it to me to decide. Stand. Lift your hand. Father, I release the fire of the Holy Spirit. The fire for ministry. The fire for your work upon your people today. That we shall have the mind to work. We shall be dedicated to work for you, O God. We shall be dedicated to you. And nothing will dampen this fire. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together. Give God some praise. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazutechero on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.